21 races and it all comes down to this. Despite every action, both on on track and off, we find ourselves with the closest of title deciders, matched only by the 1974 F1 World Championship, in which both uh, in which both Fittipaldi and Regazzoni also went into the last race uh, of the season at a points deadlock. Welcome back to the Grid Talk podcast. Hosting today will be me, Owen Medford, and joining me are Tom Downey from the Everything F1 po- podcast. Hello. So uh, we are now streaming the live sh- uh, the show live on YouTube. So be sure to like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Formula One Grid Talk, uh, with the bell icon so that you're notified of future shows. It's kind of fitting, almost, isn't it, Tom? Um, for the, the the roller coaster of a season we've had. Oh God, yeah. Um, if you'd have told me after, say, the second round of Austria when Mercedes was saying Red Bull have got that two tenths, Red Bull have got that two tenths. And after the round of the Netherlands race, and then when we went to the USA and Max held on for the win, and Russia, uh, yes, yeah, Russia where he came P2, Mexico where he took the win. If you'd have told me, and then obviously with Hamilton's disqualification in the, um, in the, in the initial qualifying in Brazil, if you'd have told me that after all that, we would have had the results we've had and the races we've had to go into the final race tied on points. I mean, it is absolutely fitting of the of the F1 season, of this F1 season. It has been so nip and tuck and there have been twists and turns and just curveballs thrown in and it almost wouldn't be right if we didn't go into the final race with it basically being winner takes all. Yeah, I think that's exactly you've said it best. There, it's it's winner takes all. Um, right, it's th- it's three hundred sixty nine and a half points uh, are into that uh, that race. Well, race uh, in Belgium that event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That contractual obligation. Uh, contractual obligation. obligation yeah. <laughs> um, really, I mean, I'm going to start with. I'll start with Mercedes. Um, given that. They are something like oh goodness, uh, I can't do the maths. Uh, There's something like 28 points ahead in the constructors at the moment. Yeah, 28, I believe. Yeah, I think you might have said that. It just dropped out the connection there. Um, uh, 28 points in the constructors between them. Um, That's obviously surmountable uh, by Red Bull um, in in the last race, Uh, but you know you kind of feel like that's not where the uh where the battle is and that and that almost mercedes would be happy to lose it wouldn't you uh, yeah um i i think mercedes have definitely got the upper hand in the constructors because they have that 28 point lead so they would need red bull to win and paris get a chunk of points ahead of bottas which you know if, if bottas has a bad qualifying or a bad start or you know he'll he'll get stuck in the line of traffic and he won't work his way through. Which is you know just hashtag just Bottas things, but um, uh, yeah. In terms of the constructors, I honestly or certainly part of me thinks that both teams are so like determined to get their driver to win the championship because whichever way you look at it, it's going to be history. Max will be the first Dutch champion, or Hamilton will be an eight-time world champion. Whichever way you look at it. It's going to be history. And it's the final 
it's, it's the final race of these regulations before we have the new 2022 cars, which are significantly different. So it's, I, I, I don't know. Um, I don't, I just don't know which way it's going to go. Um, and I, I think the constructors' battle is almost going to take a back seat. And the second drivers, so your Perez and your Bottas, they'll be there to support Hamilton and Verstappen in, in, in their title quest. And dare I say it, Red Bull will pull in Alpha Tauri if needs be on this. And, tot- and you know, Mercedes might try and dangle something with the Astons or the Williams or something behind them as well, just to do... I, I'm not insinuating anything, but I'm saying the teams and something like this will pull any trick they can. They'll use all their available resources and flex all their power they can to get the result they want. I don't think you're. Uh, I don't think you're out of line in saying that. To be honest, um, okay, if I, I were, you know, if I were a Formula One, that, with, with, right? Okay. Honestly, with the with the, I don't, I don't think it's that even that they're Formula One teams anymore. Uh, the, you know, almost mudslinging that has yeah. been going on. That you know the tensions that have risen, not just between the two drivers, but between you. You almost feel it, like even, even down the, through the depths of like every every single level of the management structure. That honestly, it must it must be yeah. pretty it must be pretty awful driving to, uh, down the M1 at times because you've got Milton Keynes on one side and you've got Bra- uh, sorry not the M1 it's more like the A5 you've got Milton Keynes on one side and you've got Brackley on the other and that, you must yeah, be able you've to, got the two teams that's going at each other like that yeah you, you must be you must be able to feel like the the, the, the feel the anticipation yeah. it's, well well put it this way will betide anyone who buys a can of Red Bull in Brackley. And woe beside anyone who buys a kind of monster in Milton Keynes, because you'll be seen as the antichrist for, for, for either team, I think. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's uh... just, but but it's what you said about the detention, you can feel it. Did you see Hamilton after? I don't want to talk too much about Saudi. I'm really trying not to because this is a preview show, Tom. <laughs> but Hamilton was like ruined after the race, and it just goes to show the toll that this is taking on, on the drivers. I mean, yes, you know, New Circuit is a hot country or the rest of it. And it's a, it was a physical, it was a physically demanding circuit. But to know that they've got to do it all over again in six days' time, and there's even more pressure on it today. Uh, sorry, there's even more pressure on it in, in, in six days' time. It's just... You know, I I, I I I bet they're probably staying on opposite sides of Abu Dhabi or something, because because Christian Horner and Total Wolf, and then Ron Meadows and Jonathan Whiteley, they're probably not safe to be within hundred feet of each other at the minute. Yeah, you do get that feeling with the the way things have played out um, thus far. Um, unfortunately, I, I I I'm not good enough to do the maths. Um, but it's interesting that you talk about the uh, the the. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm like I say, I'm not good enough to do the maths. Um, but but it's interesting you talk about the track uh, of Saudi Arabia. Um, I'd like oh, to move on right. to. I'll just start moving on to the uh, perm, like sort of the uh, the track changes uh, that have been made yes. um, to Abu Dhabi to try and improve the racing. Um, we've got a completely reprofiled uh, first sector. So uh, gone is the sort of clunky chicane uh, just before the hairpin, which ruined opportunities. We've now got a uh, a wider radius hairpin uh, with more runoff behind it. Uh, and we've got a long sweeping set of co- couple of corners going into that. 
Um, come the end of the uh, second back straight, we've got, uh, rather than, again, another clunky chicane, we've got a big sweeping cambered corner. Uh, and and also uh, the section going under the Yas Viceroy Hotel is completely reprofiled to, uh, to try and aid uh, flow and overtaking. Um, it's been a sort of a knife edge between the two cars this season. Uh, which do you think uh, is going to come out on top, just given everything that we know so far with, you know, Mercedes squatting suspension and and to be honest, I think I think Red Bull probably have the the, the edge on uh, on downforce. Who who do I think is going? To, oh, I don't is know. Is it the, a case the, of flip a coin? Yeah, it's, it's going to depend what sector we're going through because Mercedes are probably going to have the straight line speed, but the the, the twisty bits are going to favour Red Bull. You'd say, but it's a question of is there enough straight line speed to, for, for Mercedes to make up that difference in, you know, sort of done that back straight and all the rest of it. And Oh God, I, I don't know. I just do not know. And I just can't wait. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I've barely even answered the question, but uh, I, 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 the teams are so close and both the cars and the drivers. Sorry, my phone, my bottle went absolutely nuts. Um, it's, it's like, there's so little between the teams and, and they both work in their sort of like certain areas. Just like Red Bull, we know of what's been good around street circuits and Yas Marina has elements of a street circuit in the final sector. But then Merck have got that massive shunt in, in the back of the car, which can just absolutely yeet them down the back straight. And oh, I don't know, it's, oh, it's going to be lush. It's going to be amazing. You, you couldn't. It's almost like hopefully, hopefully they don't stifle the racing. The, the the changes that have been made. Hopefully they, hopefully they actually geared up to be the the hope the thing we've been expecting. But like I think as you've like yeah, the, the way you've put it is best is that we just we just don't know. They're so close, and and it's it seems almost purpose built to be a uh, a track that almost favours neither um, between the two. Um. You know, I, I, I think honestly, if we were to try and say who's going to come out on top between the two, we'd be lying. I'd be picking names. Um, so I'm going to move on to an easier question, uh, which is, um, we're just going to move down to Ferrari. Uh, I mean, bearing in mind, uh, looking at the points, I don't. I oh yeah no. Um, I think Ferrari are half a point away from uh, just half a point above uh, not having to care, basically, um, about McLaren. Um, this has got to be seen as a win for the for the, for the the Scuderia, given where they were half three through the season. Yeah, I mean, especially when, when McLaren got a one-two. Can I just point out McLaren? Still the only team with a one-two this season. Go on, my boys. Um, yeah, it's, Ferrari have really sort of They've, they've 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 really turned it around um, and I think I know I've certainly underestimated how much they've been creeping up on McLaren just taking points out taking points out and I said this yesterday and I'm going to repeat it today and any Australian listeners any Australian listeners or any Danny Rick fans you might want to cover your years for this one because it's about to go um, if Danny Rick had been in Q3 I might get into the points more times I would argue McLaren would be certainly a lot closer to getting on top. 
of P3, and it was going to be a hell of a lot closer. Yes, they have had some bad luck, um, but every team has had bad luck on on the grid this year. Um, and Ferrari have just, given where they were last year, they've um, they've really turned it around this year. And I will be I, I will be frank. I've said on these podcasts. Oh, I don't think Ferrari are going to do very well. And then they've done like P7, P8, and I'm like, well, they're going to be sideways. And then, and then it's like probably not the best thing to say. Sorry. Um, and then, and then also, um, and then also, it's like, um, oh god, um, I, Danny Rick, you know, obviously he did have he did have a good win, and he had some good races after the um, after the summer break, and he has scored more points. And Lando has fallen off. I think ever since Lando had that really scary high-speed shunt in um, uh, Spa in the wet, I think he's just backed off a tenth or two. And I don't blame him because he's a young lad. You know, he's a hell of a lot younger than I am. And um, and to have a big accident like that, bearing in mind we know the history of that corner of recent years. It's just, yeah, you know, Ferrari have made their own luck here. They've worked their way up the grid, and and they've just, yeah, you know, they've um, they've now got a firm grip on P three, I'd say, in the constructors. And unless they have a double DNF and McLaren get like P four and five, I don't I think. Don't- I, I, don't, I don't want to talk across you there, Tom, but uh, I don't think it can be overturned. I, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's, 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 I believe it's 38 and a half, uh, yeah, 38 and a half points. Yeah, so um, McLaren would realistically have to get, what, a 2-3 or a 1-3? Oh, I think it's a 1-2. Uh, oh, they would, 25-65. Yeah, they would. They'd, they'd have to get it. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, wait, maybe? Uh, oh, actually, oh. No, no, possibly a 1-3 with the fastest lap. Yeah, 1-3 with the fastest lap would do it, but... <sighs> It's not going to happen. There's a, there's a championship battle going on in front if we haven't mentioned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's kind of the, it's not even an elephant in the room. It's a it's it's a bull in a china shop. It's it, it's creeping into every single thing we're going to talk about because that's all there is. That's it. Can I just point out that was a great play on words. A bull in a china shop. Hey, I did hey. it. Got him. German china shop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, the the real. I think the, the you know we've talked about the the you know when it comes to Ferrari and McLaren, we talked about the drivers. Um, Norris was Norris, remember, was third not too long ago. He's now sixth in the in the drivers' championship, uh, and as you say, he's fallen off. And and I fully understand. Like, I fully get what you're saying. I fu- I think you probably there's a lot of truth in it. Um, these guys live on extreme confidence, uh, and it's and it's got to be you know whether it's the car not sticking or the or the car not stopping, you know that you're going to check yourself when you go any into any other corner that's like that, and you know whether it particularly uh, if it's somewhere where the walls are close or anything like that. Um, do, do you think science can do it? Do you think he can get five on five points on Norris in the in this last race? <laughs> <sighs> God, it's it's this season. I I I don't know. I don't know, and I don't want to say. Um, you'd have to say momentum is with McLaren. Uh, sorry, Ferrari at the moment. Um, and Sainz is on. I think he's on the longest scoring streak of um, of, of of anyone at the moment, isn't he? I believe you're right. I think they flagged and that up in, during yeah, the race. 
Yeah, so I'm sure they mentioned it. So, you know, he's Mr. Consistent. He is also the driver who scored the most amount of points without getting a win <laughs> at times. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, 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 I would back signs over, over Norris at the moment to finish ahead in the constructors. Mm, yeah. Didn't, yeah. Didn't, didn't think I'd be saying that in May. <laughs> I didn't think you'd be saying it in August. <laughs> and then come September. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it'll fall apart. Um, yeah, after that, we've got. Uh, we've, I mean, it's, it's unfortunate. We've got an unfortunate job now because it basically becomes inconsequential. <laughs> A bit going down. Uh, you've got Alpine Renault. They are looking. Uh, I believe, yes, uh, before uh, the last race, they were behind AlphaTauri, I think. Uh, were they? I wouldn't like to say either way, actually. I don't remember. There was a point where they were level on... No, they must have gone ahead because Al- AlphaTauri had a double DNF yeah. last week. Yeah. Um, so Alpine Renault, they can't go forwards. Uh, it is in, you know, it's, they, were, they were 120 points off uh, off the next... Uh, they're 120 points off of McLaren in, in fourth place, so they can't get that. Um, but bear in mind, the Alpine hasn't been the best of things uh, no. all season. Um, they've done an excellent job, really. Uh, and, and it's almost like the, the, the last thing they need to do is just, you know, round off um, round off their season with a decent result at, you know, a track that actually hasn't been that too bad for them in some ways. Yeah, um, I mean, I, th- I, I, think, I think the most... Uh... The most vivid Renault memory I have of um, oh god, uh, where are we going? Abu Dhabi. Um, I think the most vivid memory I have was Nico Hulkenberg in twenty eighteen saying, "I'm hanging upside down like a cow." Um, that that was that was that was a bit scary. That one actually. Um, but yeah, um, Alpine have been an odd one this year because they were. F- Fairly decent last year. You know, they showed some real signs of progress and they got fairly consistent. But this year it's been a... Oh, I'm going to have to mute this. Oh, I swear to God, man. Um, sorry. Uh, it's, um, yeah, uh, they've been... They've had some real highs this year. Ocon, obviously. Um, Alonso getting back on the podium. Um, Alonso did really well in Baku, for example. Um you know, you know, you know. Just, just nice to see him sort of back in his stride in F one. Um, Let's not forget the uh, the the almost almost like by less than a second, uh, less yeah. than half a second uh, loss of a podium. Not, not for, for yeah, well, it, it was it was reminiscent of back of twenty seventeen when Stroll was absolutely caning it to the line, um, and and Bottas was you know he, he was it was like that meme where someone's just looking behind you and they go like that, um, you know, so. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Alpine have been a bit like Aston. They've been consistently inconsistent this year. They've been less sort of like volatile or up and down than than Aston. Um, they've been more consistent in the terms they've always been between about P seven and P fourteen. I'd say they've been right in that sort of midfield sort of like humding and that's going on this weekend. Oh god. Um, they could do all right. You know, I, again, I don't know what to say. Um, they could they could do all right. Um, but I said that coming into Jed after they had a really good weekend in Qatar and they were pish in qualifying. Um, you know, Ocon, like Hungary, got lucky with the jump. But you you play the hand that is dealt to you. 
And he looked him well to say he looked himself into that position is harsh, but he he just he drove well to go. Excuse me to get where he was, and and yeah, I don't know. As as for as for Yas Marina, I don't think we'll see that much from Renault, but I. You know, I've been saying, I be whenever I say that about a team this season, it goes the other way. So, so I don't know. I'm waffling. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's been actually the, the story of the season is that you can't you can't predict it, you can't um, calculate it. You know, that even the teams have been caught out, and yeah. uh, and we've been sitting here and and so you know all season we've been saying it'll probably go this way and it doesn't, or you know that we think this is. This is going to get. This is a bit getting a bit away from them, and they turn it completely around. And I think that says, you know, I, I would predict based on some of the characteristics of the runner of the Alpine that it's, you know, it's fairly quick in a straight line. Um, it it might actually have a chance, but I've been so wrong before, as we all have, and uh, and it's, you know, it's going to be fascinating to watch. The odds are that they won't get overtaken in the championship by. Uh, uh, by Afatori, but you just never know. Um, you know, AlphaTauri could have a really good, good really good race. Uh, you know, they've had a double DNF, unfortunately. And uh, but it, you know, it, it kind of seemed that in Saudi Arabia that Sonoda of AlphaTauri was getting back on terms and actually starting to bring it back up to the level that they need him to be. You know, back in the back in the same car as uh, as as Pierre Gasly, who's been obviously, um, you know, rinsing them for points uh, as well, helping them to to a, a massive haul of points. Um. Yeah. They can't like they they've only got one goal uh really for for this race um but it it would take a minute a miracle wouldn't it for them to over overcome uh, Alpine. Sorry, mate, you completely cut out then. Oh, okay, sorry. Oh, so uh, no, that, that that was that was that was that was the audio on my side. Ah, okay. Uh, I was just saying that um, Alvatore obviously can't go backwards, uh, which is you know that that that, that brings opportunities, you know, um, yeah. uh, almost um. Do you think they can? T- do you think they could actually take it to Alpine? They'll give it a good go. They're going to need. They're going to need Sonoda to um... bring his game back. Yes. Oh my! I'm, I'm sorry. I'm terrible. It's just going absolutely effing and blinding mad. Sorry. I I, I used to do I used to put my phone in D and D, but I'm waiting for news from someone who I know. So. Just, I guess that when we're done. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, Alf Alfatari. They could take it to Alpine, but but like I was about to say before, I was rudely interrupted by my own watch. Um, they, uh, yeah, they need to know to to at least get into Q3 and then not have any silly incidents like he did in the race that we've just had, and I'm just going to refer to it as that because we've talked about that race more than enough. Um, it is advantage Alpine, and you would say Alpine has the stronger driver pairing out of the two because, you know, he's obviously a rookie. We know how good Gasly is. Ocon is decent. He's not bad at all. You know, he is a race winner. And Alonso, well, you know Alonso, don't we? Everybody knows Alonso. So you would say you'd put your money on Alpine, but... If that Honda package works well around, um, works well around uh, Gas Marina, you know, you, you know, and how many times has Gasly been like P six, P seven, P five this year? P four. It's like 
Yeah, it, it, enough for enough for us to be considering it and not just going. Now nah, they're never doing that. Exactly, but the problem the problem is, Alpha Tower has basically got a limp. And hear me out on this, right? It's time for it's time for another analogy of Tom. So sit down, buckle in, ladies and gentlemen, because here we go. We're going on an event. Editor, get the graphics ready, please. <laughs> yeah, it's an overlay here. Um, we're going on the Chiron or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, when I say Alpha Tari got a limp, it's a bit like me when I first dislocated my knee and had a load of surgery. I had one really buff leg, that's Gasly. Then I had one which is sort of just like a bit pish, and that's Sonoda. And now Sonoda's been trained, he's been working hard, and he's getting there. But the team is still a bit Gasly heavy. And if Gasly was to leave, that team would just go clear. Because Gasly outdrives that car and he puts it in places where it shouldn't be. But the problem is, that creates such a points difference between him and Sonoda. And Sonoda has been unlucky this season. And he is a rookie. I mean, I still maintain he should have had another year in F2. But by the by, it's not going to change anything. And it just means that there's this points gap between uh, there's this points gap between um, Darcy and Sonoda, which is just too big of a golf, I think. Even if Alpine have a mediocre race, say come home like I don't know P nine and P eleven, and Gasly comes home P six, I just don't think they're going to catch um, catch Alpine. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's 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 one of those things. It's possible, and it, it's it's almost probable. Sorry, it's, it's yeah, it, it can get into probable. But on the other hand, it's just like, but but it's an odor, and you know, you know, it's a new track that he's not. I don't think he's really driven it. No, you, no, he has. He would have done. He he'd driven have, it before. Yeah, but, so he'd have driven it in F two, but it's obviously different. Yeah, it's different. It's <laughs> but it's not massive. Well, it's it's a bit. It's but it's not like you know. It's 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 not like. A completely new circuit. Yeah, they've not they've not completely redone the layout. You know, they're not we're not running yeah. it backwards or anything yeah. like that. So well, uh do you remember when that was a that was an idea floated around for Silverstone last year. Oh goodness, yeah. Uh, Jeez, that, yeah, let's not go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, it's, I think it's Dan Tickton said in the F2 race on Sunday, though. You know, you don't realise how when you're driving the other way on an F1 circuit, how much stuff is uh, sticking out. If, yep. and, uh, and, and it could be very dangerous. Exactly. Yeah. Um, now we've, we're kind of moving into the section where, um, like, it's it's just sort of a it's good, you know it's a good night out sort of section for these for these last few drivers uh, for these yeah. last few drivers and teams, um, and to to a certain degree it's they're, they're there because they they're contractually obligated to be there rather than you know for a couple of them rather than any um, uh, any any potential gains they might be. Um, is it a test session for Aston Martin, for example? <sighs> like <laughs> yeah um, it's, uh, it's it's a chance for them to just wind down for the season have a bit of a boogie and just look forward to look forward to the end of season test in 2022 because they're, they're not going to catch um, who's ahead of Alfa Tari they're not going to catch Alfa Tari yeah, they can't catch Alfa Tari they can't be caught by Williams Williams yeah so, so, so they're just sort of there existing a bit like Stroll just exists um, and it's just like, yeah, they, they, they'll 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 do they'll, they'll do their thing, um, and and yeah, they'll you know, they, they might sneak a point here or there. Um, it'd be nice to see Seb get, get a couple of points, but realistically, it, it's 
it's much like the other teams we're about to talk about, which probably won't take very long. It's just it's it's just going to be sort of like you said, they're doing it because they are legitimately just contractually obliged to. So yeah, so so Aston, they're just gonna they're just gonna drive around because it's what they're paid to do. Go ooh, pretty lights. Um, try and avoid holding up team, you know, Max and Lewis coming steaming up behind them, and uh, and yeah, and 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 then in, enjoy a Christmas break. Yeah, it's uh, it's like one of those Thursdays you have where uh, Thursdays. Well, sorry, yeah, it's like the you know. Yeah, sorry, I completely bungled my analogy there. What I was going to say is it's like one of those Fridays you have in the last week before Christmas where no one's really doing anything. No one's really doing any work. Um, you know, there's nothing to be gained by uh by, you know, really pushing very hard and and uh and uh they can um they can sort of rest easy almost. Um it's it's probably quite a nice position to be in for Aston Martin. It would it would have been a nicer position I think for them a few a few places up in the uh, constructors based on the investment and and how it's been going but um uh, yeah and uh, some people have been drawing comparisons to the racing point of 2020 the and, and saying how can the team go backwards the problem is we had these regulation changes just a slight bit this year which obviously cut the cut the rear floor and favor cars which have a high rake um high rake design it, it was aimed to make it a bit more competitive and it's done exactly that Difference is Mercedes have got the resources to re- redesign the car, you know, do all the rest of it. And William said from the outset, we're just go, you know, they said they went for, they went for a more peaky downforce setup, which is why they've had some somewhat shock results. And that's why Aston haven't done sort of as well as people would have liked this year, because it is a development year for them. And also we've got new regulations coming in next year. So if there are any Aston Martin fans out there, I wouldn't be too worried. Yeah, it's not been a great year, but it's it's the first step in a very very big program of what Aston are doing. Yeah, that's probably the most I've ever said about Aston Martin on this podcast. But yeah, they've been quite anonymous uh, through the entire race. So I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't uh, sorry, not the race uh, through the entire season. season. Sorry. Yeah, I'm having a, having a few internet issues, which is why uh, <laughs> I might uh, I might miss you when you finish uh, miss when you finish talking. Unfortunately, no, it's all good. Yeah, we're just uh, clipping in and out on on my end. Um, but after that, we have Williams. Uh, it's you know the TFE is obviously I believe there next year. Yeah, um, George Russell, obviously he is oh. now probably within about eight hundred a thousand kilometers maybe of uh, of being, being a Mercedes, Mercedes driver. Yeah, um, this is. You know, ever ever the professional, and we always sing his praises, but um, that they have one job really, which is not to get overtaken. Like hopefully, yeah, if if if, if anything crazy uh, does happen, and not to get overtaken, uh, overtaken by Alpha uh, Alpha Romeo. Sorry, it wouldn't matter too much with the investment they've got, but um, you know, it, it, it's it's got to be a better than last week, uh, basically, isn't it? Uh, not through the, through their own fault, but you know. Yeah, well, I mean, for for Williams and uh, I might as well roll Haas into this as well. Um, actually, no, because we've got Alfa Romeo to talk about. <laughs> apparently, um, yeah, you know, Williams couldn't have really gone that much worse to them last weekend. Um, you know, just drivers both in unfortunate positions wasn't their fault. Um, but then coming into this weekend, Latifi, he's just you know he's he's finished. This is his second season in F one, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Um, and and he's he does feel like he is 
bedding into the team now. Yes, we know he comes with a lot of sponsorship and all the rest of it, but I do feel like he's becoming a more solid, dependable driver. Um, and the problem is, when you're up against George Russell, who has won karting, who has won F3, who I don't think he won, I think he came third in GP3, but he then won F2 and has come into this, come into motorsport or come into F1, touted to go to Mercedes, which is exactly what he's doing uh, in you know, roughly seven days' time. Um, the TV's done all right, I think, and he, he comes across as a nice guy. And and I think I think when you compare him to someone like Mazepin, who's obviously there because of uh, your money and soul, who's also there because of money, um, I think the TV sometimes goes under the radar a bit, and fair enough. Um, but both both Williams drivers, they're just going to do their bit. Um, I do think George will have a bit of subconscious of like if if he sees Lewis coming. Again, I'm not insinuating anything. I'm just speculating, but I wouldn't be surprised if if Hamilton is in front of uh, sorry if Verstappen is in front of Hamilton and they're both coming up to lap the Williams. George just happens to hold that Verstappen a bit and then just allows Lewis to catch up. And on the flip side, if, if Hamilton is leading Verstappen, George just holds up Verstappen a bit, lets Lewis just get a little bit ahead of him, you know, maybe break, you know, maybe sort of like stops Verstappen getting DRS. I'm not saying he would intentionally do well, I am actually, um, you know, biggest suited ever. Um, but, you know, he, he's, he's definitely going to be playing the Mercedes part. I think. Yeah. Um, George Russell is a contracted Mercedes driver at the end of the day. Uh, yeah. Has been for a while. Has been on that payroll for quite a while. Uh, and if you, you know, you, you, are, you want to make yourself like, uh, you, may, you want to make your life as easy as possible, I imagine, if you're going into a, uh, into a Lewis Hamilton, into Lewis Hamilton's team, essentially. You know, one that's been moulded around him for uh, quite a long time. Yeah. Um, you know. I, 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 with 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 um, Russell going to Mercedes, it feels like there's a bit of a passing of the guard, especially if Hamilton gets his eighth world title this year. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it, you, you get the feeling that almost, I don't know, I, I don't know. Lewis Hamilton said that he wasn't really t- talking about titles when he got to five. Um, you know, he didn't really care about how many he got or anything like that. And here we are at seven on the cusp of eight. Yeah. Um, and uh, and and that may change. You know, eight could be easily be nine. Nine could easily be ten. Um, he doesn't yeah. look, like, look like he's losing anything, but yeah, I think you're definitely right. It, you know, we're seeing almost uh, the 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 twenty first century's answer to you know twenty first century born answer to to Lewis Hamilton is uh, is George Russell. I think I've got the ages slightly wrong there. Um, uh, but you know, we've got instead of talking about the twenty first century, we're uh, we're gonna have to go back to the uh, to the twentieth when you've got uh, Kimi Räikkönen in the Alfa Romeo uh, with Giovinazzi. Um, both are leaving at the end of next year. Um, you know, in uh, in favour of younger and uh, and and you know younger drivers, different drivers. Um, there's a, a, the outside chance, and it is an outside chance. You know, we, we've talked about the 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 way that Mercedes, uh, Williams can't really go backwards. Uh, you know, assuming standard results, standard rules applying. Um, Alfa Romeo can't really either. Um, can't really go forwards and they're not going to be overtaken by Haas, let's be real. Um, 
it's it's kind of it's kind of a bittersweet end to a to a couple of careers. Um, you know, one that maybe never hit its full potential in uh, in Kimi Raikkonen. Um, although I'm sure he's had all of the everything that he wants out of it, and um, and Giovinazzi's, which unfortunately never really got going, much like an Alfa Romeo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, Kimmy, it's like, you can't believe he's been in F1 for as long as he has. He's only won, only, only won a single world title, that's a better way of putting that. If you look at his McLaren years, if it wasn't for reliability, I think I think it was 03, he should have won. Yeah, it was either that or 05, which yeah, you know, was again oh, a yeah. very, very fast McLaren. But uh, yeah, um, is it, you know, and and then you know, obviously the famous story of how he almost bankrupt Lotus because he got a podium and they paid him sort of like a million quid per point, and he practically drained all their resources. Apparently, apparently he's he's still owed as well. He's still owed six million pounds, but uh, six million dollars apparently. Yeah, uh, it was something I'm, like fifty five thousand dollars per point. Yeah, it was, yeah. But, and uh, and it was something like hundred and something points. So uh, but <laughs> yeah, so, so uh, but good good guy Kimmy um, decided not to uh, take the points. It's not it's not worth pushing it. It's a very straw that broke the camel's back, and yeah. a load of people lose their jobs. <laughs> oh god, yeah. But um, I still maintain Kimmy should have retired a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah, he should um, have left Ferrari on a high. He'd he'd won the US Grand Prix, and he should have just. Powered. I get why he went back to Sauber, but. And and people love his demeanor of oh it's it's a it's a hobby you know or whatever and yeah that's funny but it got to the point now where he's almost been arguably blocking some people who should have been coming through because if he wasn't there we'd have probably seen Schumacher at um, at Alfa Romeo there's a good chance we'd have probably seen Callum Eilat in F1 yeah and um, yeah. I don't want to say that Kimmy's outside is welcome because I'd happily watch him drive around, you know, all day. Um, but there is, yeah, there has been that feeling of you need to move on, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and we've uh, and we've watched a fall, whereas you know maybe a Mark Webber or something like that, you know, where we didn't have to see that. Um, well, with Hamilton, we're not seeing that. Hamilton's getting better. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Hamilton's quite old now by F1 yeah. standards. Um, yeah, and Gio, um, is it kind of you wish him all the best? I feel like Gio, yeah, um, you know, Italian Jesus. Um, yeah, he's uh, showed some real like glimpses of brilliance, but just far too inconsistent, and had had some sin, you know, crashed same corner two years in a row in Spa. Mm. Um, just by the time we started to get it together this year. It was too little, too late. And when uh, when Guan Yu started waving the money at Sauber, once the deal with Andretti was off the table, a right was on the wall. Mm. Yeah, so, Gio, I, Gio, I think will do well in Formula E. He has had some good results this year in that car. That's not very good. He had a brilliant qualifying in the in the Netherlands. You know, he got his Q three in Jeddah. You know, he's had a couple of Q three and Q two appearances. Got a point in Monaco, or maybe even two points. Yeah, but it's just, it's too little too late. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to talk about Jiro in, a, in, a, in a, a bit more of a sort of 
introspective way, I guess, almost. Uh, not introspective, that's the wrong word, um, but just sort of anal- analytical way. And the, I think I think we forget that for all the Lewis Hamiltons and um, Max Verstappens and Charles Leclerc's of the world, the ones that come in with huge promise and are very quick, and even Romain Grosjean, who's, again, very, very quick, um, maybe not... Uh, as consistent or, or as uh, as good a racer uh, as well as he could have been. Um, that unfortunately, you're going to have people like, you know, Biano Trulli, who occasionally get some good results, or, or David Coulthard, who occasionally get some good results. And, and David Coulthard, I don't mean that to besmirch him in any way. You know, guys are Grand Prix winner, and I, I, I talk about uh, Grand Prix winners on uh, on a podcast. There's a, there's a huge difference between those two. But, um, you know, there's there are some... You know, we can't. They can't all be world champions, and they can't all be race winners, and they can't all be pole sitters. And the problem is in F one, being okay on an occasional day isn't good enough. No. F one is the pinnacle of motorsport, and you are under the biggest spotlight in racing, in motor racing. Um, and that same spotlight that you know managed to wilt, uh, you know, a very very quick battery bus. So let's make no bones about that. Yeah, for example, but you can yeah, be yeah. made to look mediocre by. Yeah, but by the spotlight. When Garcia went to Red Bull, we know how well he's bounced back. Albon, Danny Rick. No, how many of those drivers would drive the pants off? Any any number of drivers in any other series of motorsport. Exactly, and just sadly, the odd good result is not good enough. Yeah, and that's why Gio, he's had three years. Been entertaining watching Fred research chasing around with the pair of scissors. That was that was funny. Trying to cut his hair off after, after he got a point in, I think it was Austria last year or the year before. I can't remember what year it was. Hmm. I, think, I think it was the year before. I don't know. But yeah, but it was just no, definitely one last year. Um but yeah, just yeah, it's uh his time has come and gone, I'm afraid. Hmm. Yeah. Um should talk about house. Yeah, do for right. I'm going to start this with a different question. Um, do you think Haas have enough bits? Nope. <laughs> I think they've. I think they're going to be racing in a Lego F1 car if, if they have an accident in FP3 or something. Um, I genuinely don't know how many parts they've got available, and we were talking about this before we went live. It's not many. There's definitely not a. Re- there's there, there's definitely a few fewer rear wings. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't Mazepin back on his old chassis as well the one which is yeah it's been patched up and it'll probably be a new one for next year yeah do you reckon if 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 you have you just chuck two new engines in it brand new engines why not yeah I mean like Like, (laughs) I I, I mean you know they will just you know even if they out qualified Maybe Latifi is, you know, it's it's not going to make a big difference in the grand scheme of things. If I was them, I just, I just, I just put a whole new power unit gearbox that works and say, right, go on, crack on, yeah. see what you can do. Yeah, you're, yeah, just both of them. Just give them, give them two new Ferrari power units and turn them up to well, whatever, whatever, whatever you're allowed to. Yeah, whatever, whatever will take you uh, through the amount of laps that you think you can do. Yeah, and just please don't put each other in the pit wall. Yeah, this is uh, it's one for the sponsors, basically. You know, put actually, actually that might be why. 
get your sponsors on TV. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, because we need the money and to fix the wings you keep breaking. Yeah, it's a shame that that's become a dip. Ha- that, that this is what's happened to the house experiment. Where what? So oh, I want to say six years, five years in, six years in. Twenty sixteen, they debuted. Yeah, Certainly. we're five they- years in, and yeah. we've gone from very promising to, um, like. You know, back of the grid. Back yeah, back of the grid. Almost the laughing stock. Yeah. It started with rich energy, didn't it? Yeah, that didn't help. I think there was probably money promised and wasn't. Yeah, and then it's just it's just spiraled from there. Um, I think there needs to be a systematic restructure of Haas because I think I think it is rotten to the core. Yeah. It's a shame, though, um, that we've gone five years. You know, it, it feels like Matt Mosley's new teams experiment, to be honest. Well, from, um, what, from 2010? 2010, yeah. We've had five years, and that's it. Uh, you know, you know, five years of, came, right, here's a new way of sorry. doing a Formula One team, or, and then... And then just fading into oblivion. J- just, uh, just inevitably enough, as, the, uh, as new regulations that might help them come in. Well... They did say from the outside that we're not going to be developing the car this year at all, and they put all their resources into next year. So it has to work for Haas next year. It has to work for them. And um, if it doesn't, that could be curtains. I really don't want to see a team disappear. But think about it: if you're Gene Haas, if you're you know Mazepin Senior, less so, but the sponsors, do you really want to be piling money in week in week out to just be? To, to think we might get P15 if there are four retirements. Yeah, I mean, it's... <sighs> I'm not saying, I'm expecting them to go out there and go, oh, we're going to beat Mercedes, you're going to be Red Bull, we're going to be blah, blah, blah. But they, need to be, but they need to be fighting with more than just themselves. Yeah, and even then they can't really do that, apparently. Well, yeah, because they'll just scrap like nobody's business. Yeah, um, it's... <sighs> I don't, it's, it's gotten to the point with Hass, I think, where we don't even want to laugh at them anymore. It's like... Uh, it, it's, it's beyond that, right? Hass have been... Yeah, they've had, a, they've had a woeful year. But we knew that from the outset. And there have been some, obviously, off-track antics last year, which it's been a year. I'm not going to mention, but people will know what, what we mean, or what I mean, because I'm only saying it. Um... There have been some questionable on-track antics. You know, Mazepin getting very wavy. You know, Baku swings to mind. Um, he did it in Zandvoort. I truly did it somewhere else as well. It's been a real trial by fire, I'd say. Yeah, and say what you will about either of the drivers. It and you say, oh, you know, they've been they've been garbage or the rest of it. And people who say, you know, oh, Robert Kubitz is ahead of Mazepin. Kubica is a damn good driver, even with his injury. And, and in, a, in a car that has been capable of getting points. Ish. Um, at times, come on. Like, you know, the, the Haas is so slow that even with a crazy race, you don't think they can. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry. So, yeah, for some reason, I had in my head that, I had in my head that Kubica was a Haas, but it was an Alfa Romeo. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Um, so, and these are both rookies. And Kubica... Before his accident, he was a race winner. He was touted as a world champion. And even when he came back with Williams, he wasn't horrendous. Hmm. So 
and he's a man with a lot more experience than those two rookies. So the Haas drivers haven't had the platform to really showcase their talents. The only time I can think that there has been was in the Hungarian Grand Prix when Schumacher was about P9 at one point. Hmm. He was actually battling wheel to wheel with drivers. And I remember watching it and thinking, it's nice to see that because that kid can drive. Hmm. It's it's been like a year long test session, really, isn't it? Yeah, and and luckily they've had the ability to do their year long test session with people to pass. You know, learning how to do how learning how to get lapped and learning how to how to how to follow cars in dirty air. And you don't get that a lot with uh, you know, even with these in in a lot of places in motorsport, like where they do the thirty hour tests and things like that. No, so it's just yeah. I I mean, I've I've said on all I'm going to say about Haas. Um, It needs to work next year. If it doesn't, could be sayonara. Yeah. Um, I think that brings us to, you know, that rounds us out quite nicely. Um, we have predictions now. And that's no fun. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there we go. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i I'm not going to ask you to make a prediction because I wouldn't ask, I don't want to ask me to make a prediction because... Oh, um, and what's your prediction for the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix? Bro? Well, I, th- I think Lewis Hamilton will win. Do you know why? Because I'm, ha- I'm a Hamilton fan. Uh, and I think Verstappen's going to take him out and I'm a Verstappen fan. Yay, there we go. Are we, there we, like, there we go. Does it matter? Do we, like, do, right, okay, we're, we're at the last race of the season. Don't you, I don't have anything... Exactly. It's, it's this, just like, this, this, uh, pla- this plastic bag. It's from the COVID testing kits. This plastic bag <laughs> is how much <laughs> is that? Is how much is how much you've been able to put between these two drivers all season, and yeah. it is, and it's come to. The, Hang on. Yeah, that, that's there. There we much. go. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, that, that's how much you can put between them. I, I don't think it's fair to ask to predict at this point. No. What I will predict is the. Um, is the podium because um, you know we're doing you know the, that's going to give us the answer regardless yeah, that's true uh, yeah no I've messed up here uh, oh god um, oh, mm, no I'll, just just leave it because there's nothing there's nothing to be said okay um, who's going to win the constructors are Red Bull and Mercedes that's the only one I can really think of because third place is sorted and you know, all the others we talked about yeah, everything else is basically locked in. Um, I, I think Mercedes. I, I think Mercedes. <laughs> they got too much of an advantage. They got too much of an advantage, and even if there's silliness with, you know, the scenario that you mentioned uh, before we went live, which is, you know, there the, there could be a, a sec, uh, sorry a ninth place for Hamilton and a and a, a tenth place for Verstappen with a fastest lap point. You know. Yeah. And like, I don't, I need a, don't want to think about it. Yeah, it's, it's um, uh, it, it makes you feel ill, man. Honestly, <sighs> honestly, I, I will be sitting there. The permutation, the permutations, yeah. right? The permutations are: Max outscores Lewis, Lewis loses. Lewis outscores, uh, Lewis outscores uh, Max. Uh, Max is with. Uh, uh, sorry, what did I say? Lewis loses. Uh, Max loses. Uh, and if and if they come on the tie, Max wins. Yeah, that's it. Those are like. Oh. 
no. I'm tense now. I'm as tense uh, as I was before before Saudi Arabia. I know. I, I'm stressed enough as it is, and this is. I can't wait for this to be over. Whether Max wins or loses, or Lewis wins or loses, be nice. Be nice just to sit down on a Sunday I, evening. I, and I not just, be tense. Just, yeah, just sit down and not just be sort of sitting there rocking back and forth thinking, oh, <laughs> they're going to crash or whatever. <sighs> yeah, no, it's, uh, honestly, it's stressing me out. Championship. <sighs> oh, I know. Oh. I'm going to go Norris wins. <laughs> yeah, Norris okay. gets his win. Oh, I, I, I would cry. If Norris wins, I will start crying. <laughs> be so nice. Uh, anyway right um, uh, it's a bit of a mess now uh, at this point um, uh, live but uh, if you're listening after the fact uh, we now stream the show live on YouTube and Facebook uh, so be sure to like our Facebook Formula One Grid Talk and, uh, and make sure you ring the bell icon to make sure that you get notified of shoot, uh, future shows um, we're now available on Verbal <laughs> Available on Amazon Music, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Music, Omni Studio, and Pocket Cast. Just search F1 Grid Talk. Uh, we've got a large back catalogue of shows. That's over 155 episodes now, including interviews. Um, that's interviews plural, because we've got two. Uh, um, as well as retrospective pieces on Tigate and Senna. Um, what to do maybe you could uh if you were you could go so, through some of our uh reactions to those races but you've not got long uh i would say uh, i don't think you can do it <laughs> if you were uh, maybe if you would go sleep um but if you don't want to do that uh tom downey where can we find you so i'm part of everything i've won you can find us across uh instagram facebook twitter uh we are at join ef1 we also have our website, which is everythingf1.com. Currently undergoing a facelift as well, so it'll be a nice new shiny site very soon. Um, also, we have our Everything F1 podcast. We have some great guests on. We had Tom Gaynor on last week. Um, we've had people like Lawrence Barreto on. Um, Ed Straw is a sort of well, semi-regular come friend of the show. Um, and, and we also have a YouTube channel where we do track, uh, track guides, previews, all that kind of thing. We upload snippets from our podcast or the rest of it, and we have a Discord server as well, which you can find on our website. Awesome, very nice. Um, if you want to hear me ramble, but in text form, uh, in a bit more of a uh, it's probably 22nd century at this point, you know, it'll be in the history book somewhere. Uh, it's a it's a meme look. Uh, I haven't I haven't currently waded in uh, onto the uh, onto the various internet sources because it's uh, it's a bit toxic out there right now um but i but if you'd like to uh just get our get my view on uh, everything that's uh, and everything a little lighter uh go to sportlightpro.com and look for the uh for the meme reviews because that's where i uh that's my jam uh but so again that's uh, sportlightpro.com um just lastly uh if you are stuck for what to do between shows uh, in, in uh in respect of, uh, sorry, despite all those uh, much better options, then <laughs> um, check out our subreddit F1 Grid Talk, and you can give us some suggestions for what we can do to improve the show, and perhaps subscribe to our Patreon for mics, lights, and better recording equipment for our presenters. Uh, it still might not help the fact that we ramble quite a lot, or at least I do. Um, we will be back on Saturday to give our analysis and reaction to the probably inevitably uh, inconsequential qualifying, such as the nature of this year, uh, for the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Um, thank you very much for watching, uh, and goodbye. 